Listeners, I know that you sometimes feel like your home is bursting with the boundless energy of your boys. Mine has been for a very long time. We want to tell you about Home Threads, where style meets the wild adventures of raising boys. At HomeThreads.com, you can find a collection of uh, furniture and home accessories designed to meet the needs of your growing boy family. They have everything from durable bunk beds to upscale gaming tables. You can turn your home into an attractive, durable playground, believe it or not. Uh, Janet and I both love their baking dishes. Solid, beautiful, functional. Anything you need for your home, you can likely find on homethreads.com, and we have a discount code for you. Go to homethreads.com slash onboys. You can get a code for 15% off your first order, because every leap, laugh, and loud moment deserves a space that embraces the chaos with style. Home Threads, love where you live. Hello and welcome to On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. The podcast that explores and explains boy behavior. We're your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink and Janet Allison. Join us as we discuss some of the most compelling issues facing boys today. Our goal is to equip you with the information and support you need to help today's boys Today we're talking about boys and anger. How is anger expressed in your house, Jen? (laughs) Oh, we have had everything from dramatic outbursts that include yelling, screaming, hitting, throwing of things, kicking of things, breaking kitchen chairs, tears, you name it, we've had it. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like a typical boy household. Yeah. Makes sense. Anger's very physical. You don't really have to take much time to stop and process your feelings. You can just break that kitchen chair. Often for boys, once that burst is bursted out and you've been screamed at or he's kicked something, he's ready to kind of calm back down and and you can carry on a conversation and talk about what happened. It's so interesting that by age nine, that number just caught me right now because that does seem to be the age at which they are angry about everything. If they have an emotional response to something, it's typically anger. That may or may not have been right around the age where my son kicked the kitchen chair. You know, and so much of this I think is because Anger is the emotion that our society has decided is okay for boys and is okay for men. It's that good old boy code that we keep talking about here, Jen. It's the boy code. And it is also, you know, hardwired. It's biology. It's, It's societal. It's the place where boys are challenged to find their words, to connect to their feelings, to understand their emotions. So it's this whole learning curve of emotional vocabulary that starts when our boys are little and helping them identify their feelings. Because if they can't speak to their feelings, then often it just processes and 
the, the mask to those feelings becomes anger. Now, I know that for me as a parent, anger is particularly challenging to deal with because anger begets anger, right? So when you have a kid who is upset and they are yelling, screaming, maybe throwing something, I mean, depending on the age of the kid and their self-control, uh, that tends to make me angry and it brings up strong emotions in me. So as a parent, and I know this is true for teachers, you know, part of this is we have to figure out how to deal with what it brings up in us in that moment before we can productively deal with our kids, right? Absolutely. And so it it does really help to spend some time thinking about, writing about, talking about anger, how anger was expressed in your family of origin. Were you allowed to express anger as a child? Was your dad yelling at your mom when you were a child? How was anger handled? Because, you know, as, as a culture, we tend to shy away and we don't want to face this big, huge, scary emotion, especially as your boy gets bigger and stronger than you. It's really scary. Yet anger is simply another emotion. It's another crayon in the tool, in the crayon box. It's another cloud in the sky. It just happens to be big and can be really scary and ugly. So I think it is important for you as the adult to get a handle on the origins of Mm -hmm. anger for you. That's a, it's a really thoughtful point. And it's one that it takes time. And I think we parents need to be a little kinder to ourselves sometimes because we did have these experiences growing up. We had these experiences with our family and this is just sort of an innate pattern, right? So, so often when faced with anger, we ourselves respond instantly Mm -hmm. according to whatever we saw and experienced in the past. And it takes time to learn and to develop um, new ways of reacting and responding. And kids especially, like they know how to push those buttons and they're utterly unpredictable. Just when you think you've got the handle on how to deal something, they serve up something else. It's a process learning how to help our boys deal with and handle their anger. Yeah. And part of it is that often the conversation early and often continually about what is underneath the anger. Anger is like the icing and then there's the layers of the cake, which might be, are you nervous about something? Are oh. you are you feeling academic pressure? Are the kids saying stuff at school? Are you embarrassed? Are you ashamed? Are you hurt? Are you having physical pain? Are you um, just feeling uncomfortable? Are you disappointed about something? Are you feeling criticized or judged? All these things are underneath that icing of anger. And then if we really delve down deeply, and this is for us as adults and parents, this is for our kids, really bottom line, underneath anger and all those other things is fear. And so getting to what is the fear here? What's going on? And being able to look at that and we can look at that in a, in a biology frame of when we were hunters and we were threatened, our bodily response looks a lot like anger today, right? So 
we feel like, you know, we've been threatened by not a saber-toothed tiger, but the teacher or our friend. And we, our, our brain doesn't know that it's 2018 mm-hmm. and there are no saber-toothed tigers, but we're reacting in the same way, out of fear. And that comes out as impulsive anger and, you know, breaking the chair. Have you found that it's helpful to explain some of that biology in very simple terms to boys so that they can kind of understand why they're having the physical reactions that they're having? Yeah, they need to understand again that and and to help them identify within their bodies, like how and for us too, where do you feel this feeling? Oh, I feel it in my stomach, or my heart rate goes up, or my face gets red, or my palms get sweaty. And that's the first step towards making anger go in a different direction than breaking the kitchen chair. It's where boys can begin to stop themselves from the impulsive, I'm going to punch my friend. That's where they can begin the self-talk of, oh, I'm feeling breathless. My palms are sweaty. I'm going to step out of the room before I punch my friend in the face. Okay. So that's kind of that. And we have to teach them that. They don't come knowing that. And it takes a long time. Like this... One thing that always gets me is that none of these are a one-time conversation or even a two-time conversation. It is a continual working with your child. And sometimes you're saying the same things over and over in different ways. And over time, they become better at managing their anger. Absolutely. And we've talked about this before and we'll continue to talk about the good old boy code, Jen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I want to just share some of the rules of anger in boy world. And these come from Rosalind Wiseman, who's the author of Masterminds and Wingmen. Which I highly recommend. One of my all-time favorite books about raising boys. It's a great one. And she says, it, for, in Boy Code, it's okay to say nothing and suffer in silence. Tell yourself it doesn't matter. It's no big deal. I'm fine. It's okay to laugh it off or give the other person the silent treatment. Mm. Verbally humiliate the other Get in the other person's face knowing that your friends are going to hold you back so you really won't have to follow through on your threat. Lash out when you know the other one won't put up a fight. Do drugs, drink in order to numb your feelings and bottle it up until you explode. These are the rules of anger in boy world. You know, I would almost go a little bit further with those even. She says it's okay to, for instance, say nothing and suffer in silence. You know, observing my guys and their friends in their boy world, it's preferable to Mm -hmm. say nothing and suffer in silence. That's not great for them long-term. It's not great for their development, but it's so important for us as parents and for teachers to understand, like, this is the pressure they're dealing with. So on the one hand, they have us as caring adults trying to help them and teach them healthy ways of dealing with and managing emotions. And on the other hand, they are facing a lot of pressure to not deal with it. Yeah. So we have to give them ways to deal with it. And 
And I think, again, it's about pointing things out, pointing out the unfairness that might be out there, also pointing out the their biology. They've got testosterone and cortisol and adrenaline and all of that makes you not think so clearly and act rather quickly and impulsively. Mm -hmm. And so understanding that and knowing that is really important. And then I think too, you know, so we've got the boy code that's like the boys are creating this world for themselves of how to be or not to be an emotionally literate person. And then there are so many other reasons why our boys may be feeling angry. And one of them is school. I hear from parents all the time how bath time can be such an ordeal. And yet bath time can be really fun. In fact, here in the very cold winter, we use bath time as an activity. Dabble and Dollop has got this dialed in because they have bath products that are not only natural, healthy, free of toxins, all the things we want for our kids, but they're fun. Jen, you said when your boys were young, they loved to make potions. My son, Tyler, had so much fun mixing things together, making potions, recipes. He would have loved Dabble and Dollop's Day at the Beach bath mixing set because it's a collection of soap scents and a little mixing thing and your kids can combine scents and make their own creations. It is exactly the kind of thing that can turn bath time into a fun, enjoyable creative endeavor instead of just a fight. And I will say the bubbles have been bow tested in the bathtub and they last. They stay bubbles for a long time. Dabble and Dollop has everything from bath time shampoos, bubble baths, body washes, conditioners, lotions, bath bombs, bath toys and accessories. There's so many things to explore at Dabble and Dollop. Go to dabbleanddollop.com slash onboys to get 20% off your first order. That's dabbleanddollop.com slash onboys, 20% off for being an onboys listener. And yeah. in school, 80 to 90% of the disciplinary actions <laughs> involve boys. And I, I, I would tend to even bump that up a little bit higher. You know, it's the boys that are sent to the principal's office, the boys that are out in the hall. One teacher who, you know, bless her heart, I think she was really trying to do the right thing, but she said, I took the boy's chair away from him saying, you know, I don't think you're... I don't think you're able to sit in your chair right now. So she took his chair away, which is like, yes, invite him to stand if he needs to stand, but don't make it a punishment. Don't make it bad behavior. Humiliate him also in front of Humiliate him, shame him. And all of that is the catalyst for anger. So our boys recognizing that our boys are in this kind of sit still, listen, be quiet world. Of course, they're going to have this seething volcano inside them that has to be released. And that comes out as anger often. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, developmentally, what's appropriate and what can we expect at various ages? How you handle it is different at different ages too, right? So my two-year-old having a temper tantrum 
is an entirely different thing than when I have a teenager, you know, losing it and uh, having an anger fit and trying to break something. The first thing you want to do always is intervene, especially if someone else is about to get hurt. Mm -hmm. But the rules of healthy anger expression are you may not hurt yourself, you may not hurt others, and you may not hurt property. So you you know you begin with that two year old to help him learn the rules, and then it is an emotion is energy in motion, and anger happens to be big energy. So you have to make it okay for him to release that energy and give him ways to do that that are acceptable. A mom asked me, well, you know, is it okay to have a punching bag? Absolutely. Show him the right way for the the anger to get out of his body. One of my guys, when he was about 12, we were at a Goodwill, you know, just looking around and he found a blow up punching bag and he bought it. It was like $1.99 and it was his money. If you want to buy this thing, whatever, brought it home, blew it up. It worked. That thing got so much use in my house, he ended up saying, this is the best $1.99 I ever spent. And, yeah, yeah. and that was an example where sometimes we can follow their lead. Intuitively, sometimes they know what they need. Yeah, I would not have thought to buy that for them, but mm-hmm. it got a lot of use. And you know, we often confuse anger, then we worry about violence, and yes. is my kid going to grow up and be that kid and that man. I love this quote by a psychologist who said, violence is not hardwired into boys. Violence is taught. Aggression is hardwired. So they are hardwired for aggression. That's that testosterone. And I I think for women, it may be easier to use the word assertive instead of aggressive, that it might be a little more palatable. But in Roman culture, in Roman times, a soldier's anger was actually part of his sacred energy. And anger was encouraged Uh. so that he would be more aggressive, not more violent, more aggressive in battle. While, and this is the part we're missing, Jen, at the same time, the Roman culture initiated boys into manhood by elders and Uh, teachers who taught him where and when anger was appropriately expressed. That is such an important part that is so often missing. And it's because so many of us are still working on learning how to deal with anger productively. It's very hard for the adults to mentor the children when we're still working on our own issues. It can be challenging, but the effort is so worthwhile. We have to, we have to. And, and, uh, you know, another aspect of this, and, you know, we could go on for hours about this, but another aspect of this is competition. And one, one man told me, you know, birth made us brothers, competition made us friends. That element of competition in a boy's world is so important. And it is a place where they can express some of their anger in a healthy way. And it is a place where that energy, that explosiveness, the tension that our boys feel in their bodies can be expressed. Mm -hmm. And yet, what are the messages they get? 
at school and, you know, it's not okay. Sports is great, but otherwise, you know, it's not okay to be competitive because everyone's a winner. My kids were just uh, going off about that last night about how stupid they think that is and how they think that that has been damaging to kids. Part of the reason for kids' apathy in school and in so many things. And it was an interesting conversation to overhear um, my teenage boys having that conversation. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah. I would I would love to be a mouse in the corner at your house, Jen. Sometimes. Sometimes. When it is anger and it is two of them going after each other, that's not when you want to be in the room. Okay. Um, sometimes there's room for letting them kind of just work through it on their own, isn't there? With, with anger. Giving them the space to work through it on their own. Yes. On their own with each other, you mean, or on their own, on their own? Both, actually. I mean, I'm thinking about it. My second son, he has always been a person to kind of figure things out on his own. He wants to have his own space. So when he gets angry, he may well have a blow up. And those have changed over the years, right? I mean, he can control himself now at 17 in a way he couldn't when he was, you know, four. But Inevitably, when he gets really upset about something, he will go out the door and he will go somewhere and he will go do something physical on his own. When he Mm -hmm. was little, sometimes it would be climbing to the top of this really tall tree in the backyard, which made me very nervous. It was taking his bike and going for a really long bike ride. A couple times it's been going to a park nearby and doing stuff like that's just, he figured out how to burn off that energy and work through it on his own. And I've learned. I have to give him that space. Trying to get him to talk about it before he's done that is pointless. No. And that's our ever so female approach, which makes boys even angrier. And so to, to help a boy recognize what his strategy is for managing anger, which is for your, for him, it's, you know, get out and do something physical for other boys. It might be, I am going to my room. I'm closing the door and turning up my music Uh because I need to tune you out, but to honor and recognize that males, boys and men have different ways of experiencing their feelings, processing their feelings. It is not the female way of let's talk about it. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. But ultimately, we what we want is to be able to help him choose how to respond to an in, a situation mindfully rather than react. Uh-huh. So teaching him how to respond rather than react. And, and I know our listeners are, are like, just tell me what to do in the moment. Just tell me what to do. So, so some, some really practical tips in the moment, whether he's that two-year-old having a tantrum or your 12-year-old or your 18-year-old or your (laughs) 45-year-old, it's really important to intervene quickly, acknowledge what's going on, you know, for the, for the little one. It's, wow, you don't, you don't like it when you your blockhouse gets knocked down and give him the words and the intonation that big energy expression so that he can uh, connect with it and identify it and we're not just trying to make him be quiet you know? so keep your energy your energy level should sort of mirror his energy level exactly yeah and then a, a simple simple sentence that can de-escalate anger so quickly is i'd be angry too and then That's stop really talking 
Yeah, I'd be, I'd be so mad about that too. And how lovely that is just to know that somebody else gets it. What do you need to do? Your oldest boy, I need to go to the park and run. I want a, a, you know, a pit of foam and cardboard that I can bash around in. Whatever it might be that there's an angry corner that he can go to. Mm-hmm. Make sure always that he has opportunity for physical contact, roughhousing, wrestling, rolling around, whatever he wants, just getting that physical contact out all the time is really, really important. And, you know, let him feel his anger, let him feel the resolve of his anger as well. So that he knows, yeah, I'm really heated right now. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then I can feel the relief and the, that resolve of that particular emotion. And that builds his resiliency as well. Ah. And what about after that emotion has gone through and you've gotten that resolve? You know, so often the anger is because of a situation that for whatever reason, it didn't sit right with you. You know, maybe you felt it was unjust or, or maybe something happened, you know, you didn't do as well as you like. Finding a way to reflect on it and perhaps use this as motivation or a strategy to, to do something differently moving forward. This is where we, as females, as moms, we, can, we need to choose our timing, give it some time. For some boys, it can be as much as seven hours. For some men, it might be the next day. But hey, let's think about that. You know, this happened. What could, what could happen differently? And have that conversation in a very boy-friendly way, which is not so much eye contact, more side-by-side, do something together. It might be bedtime and the lights are low Mm -hmm. and he's finally ready to talk about what happened. You do absolutely want to revisit the situation. Listen, do so much listening, which requires you to stop talking. And it's so hard for us, especially as moms. It really is. And, you know, parents, when you're doing this, I have four boys. So this anger and how to handle it in angry place, it looks different for all of my guys. And that can be really hard in practice because we all want to think, I've got this figured out. This is a constantly changing and evolving thing. Every kid is different. So these are great guidelines but you need to adapt them to your child, your space, your family, and your life and experiment to see what works. And recognize that anger is simply one more emotion in the crayon box of life. We are Janet Allison and Jennifer L.W. Fink. Thanks for joining us. You can find our show notes at onboyspodcast.com. That's on dash boys-podcast.com. Our show notes include links to all of the resources we mentioned in today's episode. Until next time.